Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Thank you for joining me today. Faith Morning exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. So however you're watching on Facebook or YouTube on Faith Plus or listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we're so glad that you're a part of Faith in the Morning. And on this Friday, we have another special guest, Miss Sister, Minister, Pastor Alicia Moran. <laughs> powerful woman of God, woman full of faith. Uh, we just talked about before we hit the record button that we actually met over 20 years ago. And I'm like, it, that seems insane. It's been over 20 years, but <laughs> a powerful woman of God, uh, wonderful minister, got full of faith and wisdom. And I believe she's going to encourage you today. So everyone, if you're in the chat, go ahead and tag, welcome, help me welcome Miss Alicia Moran to our podcast. Minister Moran, Pastor Moran, thank you for being with us today. Hi, it's an honor to be with y'all. I was so glad to be asked. And so I'm just thankful to be here. I know I can't believe we met like it seems like a century ago. <laughs> a lot of life has has been lived since then. Um, as you know, I'm raised in ministry and you know, all that's all I've known my whole life is ministry. And so it's in my blood. And no matter when I was a teenager and I tried to run from it, I knew that I couldn't run very far, <laughs> couldn't run very far from God or my dad. <laughs> so I knew that I was going to be doing ministry and I'm honored to do it. Um, my husband and I pastored for 10 years here in Lafayette, Louisiana. And at this point now we are still in Lafayette, Louisiana, but we are traveling out of Lafayette, Louisiana, and we go and minister in churches. I do women's conferences and things like that, and we've done marriage conferences and do stuff together, do stuff apart. My husband does amazing stuff on, on leadership, and he has an amazing testimony himself of came, he came out of addiction and, and, you know, all kinds of things through his childhood and his teenage years, and just a, an amazing redemption story. So we're both honored to be able to serve God together, to be able to, to um, you know, minister to people and, and show people a better way of life. That's always been our, our mantra is we want to show people a better way of life. And so we're honored to do that right now. Currently, I'm working on a book and it has been a process and I don't know if, if any of you know anything about us or our story, but about five years ago, our son, three years old, was diagnosed with leukemia. And it was one of those just, you know, punch to the gut. And you just, you know, you think we're faith people and, you know, we've been believing God and we've been feeding on the word and we've been declaring his promises and doing all these things. And so you just don't expect something like that to happen to you, to your family. And so it was a punch to the gut. And, and so, you know, we were like, okay, Lord, what, you know, what are we going to do? And it's funny because we spend all this time learning and growing and teaching and telling everyone else what to do but now it was our turn. And so, you know, we looked at each other and we're like, okay, well, this is our sink or swim moment. This is where we do just what we've told everyone else to do. We do just what the word tells us to do. And so the crazy thing is though, is that, you know, we all want a mirror. We all want to see a miracle and experience a miracle, but none of us want to need a miracle, right? <laughs> We're like, oh, no, we don't want to need a miracle. We'd love to see a miracle, have a miracle in our life, but the, the needing of a miracle is not something that we want. 
So here we were in, in this position. And um, so my book is coming from us being in this season. It's been five years now since then. Our son is, is eight now and we've overcome and completely healed. But we're coming out of that season of it was a very difficult, difficult trying time for our faith. And so in, in that, we had to learn, okay, what are we going to do in the midst of this? What are we going to do in, in our darkest season? And so, you know, it right after that happened, it was like we got attacked in another area and attacked in another area and attacked in another area. And, you know, our son did well for a year and a half, and then he relapsed after this miraculous healing that we experienced. And it was such a miracle. He wasn't supposed to live. Um, just that first week, they didn't think he was going to live. And so we experienced the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, miracle healing power of God. We experienced that. And a year and a half into his treatment, I get a call from his doctor and he says, um, we got results from his spinal tap and, and there's cancer cells. And I was just, it was another one of those sucker punch to the gut. Like, what do you, okay. Like, what do you mean? What do we have to do? And so I was like, okay, you know, I, I at this point I've gotten good at adversity. I've gotten good at bad news <laughs> and like learning how to push through and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to hit this head on and just keep moving forward. And so in that moment, I was just like, okay, well, what is, all right, no big deal. We got this. We're just going to start treatment over. What are we going to do? And, you know, he said, well, it's actually more serious than that. Um, because at this point he'll need a, a, a bone marrow transplant because he had blood cancer. And so that was just like, okay, this was a, a bigger deal. So, you know, we're coming off the heels of, you know, him surviving and overcoming the most difficult thing, overcoming death, literally. And, you know, finally getting to this place where, you know, we feel like, oh, we can breathe. Like he's, you know, he's almost five now and maybe he'll be, be able to go back to school next year. Maybe our lives can be a little bit normal. And so we're coming right off of that. And then we get hit again with this. And so it was another one of those moments where it's like, okay, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to have to do what the word says to do. We're going to have to believe what the word says over what the doctors say and what the reports say and all of those things. And so in my book, this is, these are the things that I'm going to be talking about is how to overcome in the most difficult season of your life, how to overcome when you feel like you're getting hit after hit, after hit, after hit, you know, when you're watch, watching like a boxing match or something like that. And you see, you know, they, the, one of them gets hit and you're like, you know, they come back from that, but when they get hit and they get hit and they get hit, you know, it's like one of those where, okay. I'm, I'm going to have to lay down here for a minute. And so, you know, I always tell people when you're hit and you're hit and you're hit one thing after the other, and the enemy just keeps coming after you, it can be with your children or your marriage or, you know, your finances, whatever it is. And it just seems like it's one thing after the other, you have 
you have no option, but either you're going to get up and fight, you're going to keep fighting, or you're going to lay down and die. These are our only options. And so the word says in Ephesians, when you've done all to stand, stand, you just keep standing. And so, you know, this is, this is where we were at. We're like, okay, well, we've, we've done all that we can and we're just going to keep standing and we're going to keep fighting and we're not going to let this be the blow that takes us out. And I feel like the enemy wanted to just keep hitting and hitting and hitting every area of our lives so that he could knock us out of the fight and he could knock us out and, and he would knock our testimony out, knock our family, our children, our marriage, our ministry, everything. And so we were in this, this season of, you know, we ended up uh, in the middle of that, we had to move from Lafayette to New Orleans. And because our son had to actually be in New Orleans for at least five months and for his treatment and, and had to be in isolation and, and all of these things. So we, we actually in that season had to close our church. And that was another, I mean, just punch to the gut because that was our baby. We, we pastored that church for 10 years and that was our lives. And, you know, you know, with ministry, ministry is your life. The church is your life, the, the church family, that's your family. And so having to make that kind of decision and, and also be in the middle of the fight of your life for your family and your children was so, so difficult. So we were in that season and, you know, I'll, there, we were at a, um, a ministry conference right before we were about to move to New Orleans and start the whole process and just broken and just, you know, we were in faith, but I mean, but still your soul is tired and your soul is, is weary and your soul is sad. And so we're at this minister's conference and everyone was praying and it was a ministry time and they were laying hands on people and doing all of those things. And a, a, a pastor's wife came over to me that I really love and I respect and is just a real general. And she came over to me and I'm leaning over, I'm praying, I'm crying. And she whispered in my ear and she said, Alicia, this isn't the sun setting. This is the sun rising. And it hit me like, okay, I needed to change my perspective. My perspective was everything is falling apart. Darkness is here. Um, it, it seems like death is all around me. It seems like the end, but the Holy Spirit helped me in that moment through her to see that the sun, it's not setting on this. The sun is rising. That means he's going to make all things new. So even though it looks like death was all around me in every area of my life and my husband's life, our, our ministry, um, everything that we knew and held dear was just like, I mean, just vanished. And so we were able to say, okay, I'm going to, it's like you make that switch. Like, okay, everything's not over. Everything's not ending. Everything's not dead but no, everything is being made new. And so we hooked up to that 
um, that word. And just, we just clung to that and we're like, okay, God, we are trusting you in the middle of this, that you're, you're going to make things new. So instead of seeing everything as a loss, we see everything as like, okay, we have more to gain. And so, you know, you, you go through all the, the seasons of, of, of things too, you know, when something bad happens, you're not supposed to ask why, right? We're not supposed to question God. We trust God, um, especially, you know, your faith people. So you're like, but I feel like sometimes it can almost make it even a little more worse when you are faith people, because you feel like, I feel like we did everything right here, you know, and I feel like we know what to do. And, and so you can kind of get in that place where you ask why, like, why is this happening? And so, I like to call it getting stuck in the why because a lot of a lot of times people get stuck in the why. And if we would have gotten stuck in the why did this happen, we wouldn't have shown up for the real fight that we were in because we would have stayed in this place of why God, why did this happen and how did this happen and you know all of those things. And there are go we we may never understand and may never know why this side of heaven why bad things happen to good people, right? I know you in ministry and in pastoring, I'm sure you have people ask you all the time, why? I don't understand why this happened. And they need to know why. You just have to get past that, that you may never understand why. So let's get past that and let's decide what are we going to do right now? What are we going to do? And right now we're going to focus on what we do know. We do know God is good. We do know God is faithful. We do know he's healer. Um, we do know he's able. We know all of those things. So that's something that we really honed in on was not trying to understand why it happened. And again, like it's like it happened again, happened twice. And, you know, not not focusing on why, but focusing in on, OK, what do we know and agreeing with what the word of God says, because, you know, there is there's a difference between um, uh reality and there's a difference between the truth the reality and truth are two totally different things because the reality was we were facing the fight of our lives the reality was he may not live that was the reality and so we could have come into agreement with that this is our reality i mean the things the doctors said that we would that he would go through and that he um, I mean, just horrible, horrible things because he was facing the, the strongest of chemos and the strongest of treatments and all of those things. And the things that they would say, this is the reality. And so we knew what the reality was, but instead of, of, of buckling into that and coming into alignment and agreement with what reality was, we decided to come into alignment and agreement with what the word of God says. And so making it through a difficult season in the hardest season of your life, making it through whatever challenge you may be facing, whatever uh, difficulty, whatever impossibility that you may be facing, uh, you have to go ahead and decide what are you going to come into alignment with? Am I going to come in alignment with what circumstances say and with what doctors say and what reports say and what my family says? or what my children are saying, um, or am I going to come into alignment with what the word of God says? That's not denying what reality is. 
That's not denying it. It's not denying we're going through some hard stuff right now. No, I'm acknowledging that I'm going through some very tough stuff, but I'm deciding that I'm going to align myself up with the word of God. And I feel like that's the most powerful thing that you can do is come into alignment with the word of God, because then you get God results instead of, of, of people's results and doctor's results and, you know, your own thinking results. You get God's ability and God's results. I know you have experience with that as well. Yeah. And everything you said is just so right on the money, you know, stuck in the why and, you know, not moving forward and, you know, one of the things we've learned about this faith life is this faith life does come with the taxes. That's why it's the yes. fight of faith, but it's still the good fight because we win. And I think everything you shared, it's just so important. So everyone listening and watching, make sure that you do what she said, that you don't get stuck in the why, that you move forward, that you choose to line up with the word of God, no matter what the reality is. Like I said, you're not denying the reality. The reality is there, but the truth is greater. And the truth is, you can and will win if you stick with this lifestyle of faith. And Alicia, everything you shared was so wonderful. And I think people need to follow your blog. And when that book comes out, people need to read the book because you're, you've taken what we've all grown up on that we've been taught for all of our lives. You've lived it and you've shown people how to apply it, how to win and how to overcome. Um, before we go, can you pray for everyone who's listening and watching, especially yeah. those who are stuck in the why? Absolutely. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you for your goodness. And we thank you for your faithfulness, God. And Lord, we know that you see us. We know that you see everything that we're facing, everything that we're going through. You know the deepest desires of our heart. And you know the challenges that have come against us. You see the ones that feel like, man, I have just been hit one thing after the other. And I just don't know if I can go on anymore. Right now, I ask you, Holy Spirit, that those that feel like this, that are listening today, that you come alongside them and you help them and you encourage them and you be the comfort that they need. I thank you that we don't fight these fights alone, but we have the help of the Holy Spirit. He's our helper. He's our comforter, our advocate, our standby. So thank you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, I just pray for those that that maybe they just don't understand why they're in the situation that they're in. They don't understand why the circumstances are the way that they are. Maybe they don't feel like it's right. They don't think it's fair. Maybe some people that even feel like they've been betrayed by you, God. They feel like they've been let down by you, God. Lord, I just ask that you strengthen their heart right now. Lord, that you would open the eyes of their understanding, that they would be able to see and to know that they would come into alignment with the word of God today, that they would release why, they would release all of the questions, release all those things. And God, I just ask that they would be able to supernaturally just come into alignment with what they do know. God, I ask that you show yourself strong and show yourself faithful and powerful to them today in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Everyone, thank Alicia for joining us today. Make sure you follow her on social media. Make sure you subscribe to her blog so you can be encouraged to live this lifestyle of faith. Once again, everyone, thank you for joining us for Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Have a great weekend. God bless.